You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. We are back on The Pipeline Show. We're going to continue on, uh, and we're going to head south of the border, have a USHL segment. It's been a little bit since we talked about the USHL, and my uh, guest today is a head coach uh, of the uh, Fargo Force in the USHL, having a uh, terrific season thus far uh, with a record, uh, well, a winning percentage of 606. My guest is... The uh, head coach, Pierre-Paul Lamoureux, uh, welcome back to the Pipeline Show. How are you today, coach? Hey, hey Guy, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to be uh, back on the airwaves up in Alberta. So we got a lot of family up in the Edmonton area, and uh, excited to be chat- chatting with you today. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, talk about your connections uh, up here in a little bit. But first, I want to start with the force. And uh, the way the standings are right now, you're in third place, but you got five games in hand on Tri-City. I'm not sure how... There could be that big of a difference in the in the playing schedule, but it uh, works out in your favor right now. Although, yeah, it's great to have games in hand, but you got to win those games. No, for sure, and that and it's actually something we've talked about as our staff. A lot of our games in hand coming up here are going to be uh, uh, three and three games, so uh, we're going to have to make sure our guys are well conditioned and, and prepared for those games. Um, but uh, you know, that's that's how it goes sometimes, and sometimes your schedule is. Uh, advantageous for you, for your group and sometimes it's less advantageous but uh um you know we can't worry too much about that we just gotta as you know take take things one game at a time and and uh bank bank the points that you can you know so and uh like you talked about it our division our, our league right now is extremely competitive like it's it's really tight only six points separate uh second place from uh, sixth place and uh you know every point's important and every point's crucial well, as a coach, does that help you almost keep your players engaged and they know every night is is an important game? No doubt. You know, that's uh, uh, one of the best, you know, we believe uh, developmental opportunities for our players is, is our league year in, year out is extremely competitive. And uh, last year we play, a, we play a 62 game schedule. Uh, 51 of our 62 games were either tied or there was only a one goal lead in the third period. Wow. So every game that we're playing in, it's a it's a tight game. It's uh it's neck and neck. So your players really have to learn how to how to control their emotions and, and build leads and earn leads and, and, and play from behind as well, you know. So um, you know, every game that you're in, there's no there's no pushovers in our league and, and that's you know we, what we really believe helps uh develop our players uh game in, game out and, and throughout the course of our season. So uh you know, again, it's an extremely competitive league from uh, top to bottom. Well, speaking of the uh, the players on your team, who are the guys that uh, lead the way for you, uh, whether it's by their point production or just the leaders in the room? Yeah, you know, we uh, really like our group this year. We have a um, a veteran group, um, and we're we're definitely a group that doesn't that that doesn't rely on on one player or one line. Uh, we're a group that relies on uh, and needs everyone uh, to contribute. And, and, and we've been getting contributions from everyone up and down our lineup. Uh, you know, our, our scoring, uh, uh, is a little bit top head with a couple of players, but, but we're getting contributions, uh, from everybody. And, um, you know, a couple of guys that, you know, we really, uh, that are go-to guys for us, uh, player by the name of Minden Breen, um, Caden Bolson, uh, those, those two guys up front for us really, uh, carry a big workload. And then another player, uh, we just got back from the world junior tournament, uh, He's our captain, uh, Andre Pavel. He played for uh, Czech Republic over in uh, the World Junior Tournament, and um, he's a, he's a real interesting story. Uh, players voted him captain almost unanimously at the start of the year, and he uh, last year 
the start of the season, if you would have told me that he'd be competing for a spot and make the world junior team to represent Czech Republic, I said there would have been no way. And he's a, he's a kid that day in, day out, um, just worked on his game and, uh, got a little bit better each day and, and, uh, uh really carved out a, a real role with us and our group uh, toward the end of last year and proved to be a very, very valuable player. And he came into this year in great shape, great condition. And, you know, obviously the Czech Republic took notice of that and, uh, he was a big part of their team, uh, to represent their country in the world junior tournament, uh, over Christmas break. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, netminer Cole Brady. Uh, New Jersey Devil fans would be angry with me. It's, he's a, a Devil's prospect. Uh, how's he look for you this year? You know what? When you when you see Cole and you see him the second he steps on the ice, he, he's impressive. Like he's uh, he looks like an NHL goalie. Um, the way he wears his gear, he's six foot five. He's long. He's lanky. Uh, you know, but but he moves ex- extremely well in his crease. Uh, you know, he's an athletic kid. And, and, and he's big. He's a prototypical pro goalie with, uh, with a lot of upside. And, you know, uh, with that being said, our, you know, Cole, Cole also has a lot of areas of his game that he, he needs to continue to work on and develop. And, um, and that's, uh, you know, where our goalie coach here in, in Fargo does a great job with our, our goalies every year in year out since, uh, our staff's been put together here in Fargo. Uh, we, we've consistently had, uh, um, goalies, Rank top five and save percentage and goals against average. And, uh, we take a lot of pride in, in, uh, developing, uh, that position, uh, and those players, uh, on our team. So those are tremendous prospects. Pierre Paul Lamoureux, my guest, he's the head coach of the uh, Fargo Force in the USHL. And, uh, you've been in that position, uh, for, well, is this, how is it different? Uh, looking at elite prospects and they list you this year as head coach in the last couple of years, associate head coach. <laughs> how have things changed over the last few years? Yeah, well, our organization, uh, when I came back to Fargo, I was, uh, uh, my last two years as the associate head coach, I had a lot of responsibilities, uh, just with, with pre scout, uh, and, and video work five on five, and I ran our, our team's penalty kill. And, um, we had an organizational shift here in the last 12 months where, uh, Kerry Eads, longtime head coach GM here, he, he transitioned, uh, purely into a management role and, and, and stepped off the bench and, and I stepped in for him as the head coach. So, um, Jerry's our full-time general manager and, and president of hockey operations. And, uh, and this is my first year as a full-time head coach. So, uh, real excited about the opportunity. And, uh, every day is, uh, every day is a new day or a day where I'm learning and, and trying to get a little bit better. And, um, really, really enjoying the experience right now. I really enjoy our staff and really enjoy our players. So, uh, it's been a, a good transition so far. You've had a really interesting career path uh, from where you played as a player and uh, continuing on with your coaching career as well. And you've been you've been coaching now for a decade, and you're a young guy. I mean, at what point as a player did you decide, you know what, coaching is is uh, probably a better choice for me than being a player? Because you come from a family with a lot of hockey players, and most of them uh, continued on to, yeah. to be uh, players and a couple of them still playing overseas. Yeah, four of my uh, siblings are still playing. Uh, my brother Phil's a goalie. He's playing over in Europe and he's uh, leading the, the Austrian Elite League and uh, uh, and all the goaltending stats. And my uh, younger brother Mario, he's playing over in Germany. And then yeah. my twin sisters, uh, who just represented uh, USA at the, the NHL All Star Game, uh, they're, they're still playing and they're hoping to play in their fourth Olympics uh, coming up here. So, but uh, to answer your question. Um, I had a, I was playing at the University of Manitoba and, um, I had a, a career ending uh, shoulder injury. I, I, uh, tore my rotator cuff and, you know, I kind of knew, 
I that was, this is my third shoulder surgery, and I kind of knew as a player too that uh, you know I wasn't likely going to make it to the NHL, and um, I, I actually wasn't sure what I was going to do at that point in time. And uh, what happened was um, uh, the the coach at the University of Manitoba offered me a. Uh, um, you knew I was going to be done playing and said, Hey, I'd like to keep you on staff and I'd like you to be our, our student assistant coach. I'll, we'll pay you and, um, we'll, we'll want to keep you involved. And, and, uh, I was like, geez, I, I never thought about that. I didn't, I wasn't sure what I was going to do at that point in time. And, um, what ended up happening was a, a similar position became available at the University of North Dakota. And I was fortunate enough that Dave Axtell, uh, the head coach at UND at the time brought me on his staff. And, uh, that's kind of where I started. And, you know, I just started pushing pucks around in practice and was paying attention in meetings. And uh, before I knew it, I, I fell in love with it and um, got involved on the recruiting side and the scouting side. And uh, I've been, been doing it ever since. So since then, I, I graduated from uh, North Dakota uh, with a management degree. And then I, I went to law school after that as well. So I spent a total of six years at the University of North Dakota as a, as a student assistant and a grad assistant coach, learning from some very good people. So. I mean, that's an amazing, uh, and and it's funny because all your siblings and your dad uh, went to UND as players. You didn't, but you ended up there as a coach. That's 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 kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, um, so UND certainly holds a very special place in, in my heart and uh, and my family. Uh, very important to my family, and uh, to have the opportunity to work there was, was very special to me. So, and uh, I was lucky enough I got to coach my brother for. Uh, uh, three years there, so that was uh, that was a real fun experience getting to uh, enjoy that time and spend that time with them. So now, as a player, you chose to uh, go to the WHL. Your dad is actually from up here, isn't he? Isn't he from Fort Saskatchewan, something like that? Yeah, yep. My dad's from Fort Saskatchewan, and uh, uh, my whole whole side of my dad's family still lives in the Alberta area. Um, they, uh, actually, unfortunately, my my grandma Henrietta actually just passed away earlier this week, but she. Uh, uh, so we're going to have a bunch of family up getting together here uh, next weekend for her funeral. So, but uh, yeah, Alberta's a uh, real close, uh, a lot of ties in the Alberta area for, for our family. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, uh, about your grandma. Yeah. Um, now when all your siblings went to North Dakota to play, why did you choose uh, to come to the WHL and, and Red Deer was the team that you ended up with? Yeah. You know, at, at the time when I was uh, a younger player, I, I, I modeled my game after, um, you know, defensive defenseman. And, um, I really felt, you know, my goal and my ambitions at that time were to play pro hockey. And, and if you look back at, at that, that time on the Western Hockey League, a lot of defensemen were coming out of the Western Hockey League and, and going straight to the NHL and, uh, um, you know, ended up having long pro careers. And, and a lot of those guys were, were players that I aspired to be and, and be like. And, um, you know, that was kind of the path that I chose and, and read your, uh, you know, at that time, certainly they, they were just kind of fresh off the Memorial Cup and uh, went to the, the league finals for a couple of years in a row. And, um, you know, they were uh, spitting out defensemen left and right uh, that were moving on to play pro hockey. And I, I felt at that time that it was a very good uh, opportunity for me to go play and develop. And I certainly enjoyed my time in Red Deer as, as a player. And, you know, I was fortunate enough, uh, Brent brought me back uh, uh, to be a coach there and I spent the season coaching for him and with the Rebels. So, yeah, Red Deer is a real special place for me. Well, and then, okay, let's continue on with the career path as a player. Three years with the Rebels, then you spend uh, one season with the Tri-City Storm in the USHL. And i got to point this out, 244 penalty minutes that year? 
You know what? They they counted the ten minute misconducts as uh they they got the you have to pad their stats a little bit. So <laughs> I think back in the day in the Western, they get if you got a ten minute misconduct or an instigator, you didn't get the ten minutes. So my uh I probably could add a few more penalty minutes in my my Western League days, but uh those ten minute misconducts didn't, didn't get to pad the stats. So <laughs> man, I thought maybe that was uh, how you hurt the shoulder, yeah. the knuckles. Yeah, a little bit of that. Uh, I'm trying to think back to my Tri-City days. Uh, the, the tough guy in the USHL was Brandon Bowley, and uh, they were they were a conference rival of ours. So I think we played about six times that year. And yeah, Brandon Bowley smacked me around a couple times. So that was uh, those are always good, fun games, competitive games to play in. And I miss I miss playing. I miss putting the skates on for sure. But good experience in Tri-City. The most penalized player in the USHL uh, that season. Uh, and then you move on to uh, to Manitoba, <laughs> and you have that one year, uh, and then the injury, of course. Now, you were using your WHL scholarship as a player at Manitoba. When it, that changed to being a coach, and you go to North Dakota, were you still, it, it says student assistant, so you were still taking classes. So were you using your WHL scholarship as a student at North Dakota? I was, yep. I was, yeah. That was, uh, that was definitely a huge advantage of, uh, you know, I, I got to go to a great place at, at North Dakota and, uh, the Western League was paying for my schooling. So I was very fortunate, uh, you know, and I took advantage of, uh, the scholarship opportunity uh, that the Western League provided. So it certainly provided me a lot of opportunities and, and made, uh, kind of the decision to, to, to get into coaching is very easy for me. Yeah. You know, the financial burden of, uh, of that was, uh, it was great, you know, so uh, it provided me some good opportunities and some connections that some lifelong connections that I still have today. So. Well, that's awesome. And I and I know it's kind of a cliche to, you know, when he, I talk to a coach and, and uh, I say, well, what kind of influences he had? The coach usually says, well, he picks a little bit from this coach and all the coaches he had as as a player. For you to have Brent Sutter as one of those guys and Dave Haxtall as one of those guys to be around and, and be on his staff and, and some of the other coaches at UND, there's a lot of fiery personalities there. Uh, does that make you a fiery coach on the bench too? You know what? Uh, I, I wouldn't describe myself as fiery, um, intense, passionate. Uh, you know, all, all those things that you know it, it takes to win. I, I think you know your teams uh, end up kind of taking the, the shape of your coaches, your head coach's personality a bit. And um, right, uh, I certainly have that, that fire and that passion and. Uh, enjoy coming to the rink every day and, and we want our players to do the same and you know win or lose uh we want we want our team to compete every single game and uh you know if we lose we want, we want the team that we that beat us to know that they were they were in a battle and that it, that it wasn't an easy victory and you know i think a lot of those personality traits i i certainly uh just had it had in me but uh those coaches and working with those people and playing for brent uh they get it out of you so yeah, I definitely have some of some similar personality traits and intensity traits uh, as some of those guys for sure. Well, and lastly, I wanted to ask you about the family, and you mentioned uh, how a couple of your brothers are still playing overseas, and, and the, your sisters are both. Well, heck, let's be honest, they, they've had the uh, probably the most impressive uh, hockey careers uh, out of all of you guys. Yeah. Uh, a couple, they've no got question. gold medals, Olympic gold medalists, and uh, and your brother Jacques. Uh, I was really impressed with his uh, performance at, uh, at at Air Force as a player. Is he back there coaching now? Yeah, so he uh, when Jacques graduated from the academy, he he got um, bounced around a little bit with uh, where he was getting stationed, and uh, now he's he's stationed uh, in, in Colorado Springs, and they brought him. He, so he's actually a professor at the academy right now, and and they brought him uh, on as their uh, volunteer assistant coach. So he's uh, he's back 
uh, back on the ice and uh, he's really enjoying his time there. And, um, and now the Air Force, they, they recruit players out of the USHL. And so uh, he's, he's calling, calling me every other week, trying to pick my brain on some, on some players and, and find out some information. So it's, it's kind of fun to have him back in the mix a little bit. And it definitely gets us on the phone more often. So really enjoying that. Outstanding. Uh, well, Pierre Paul, I really appreciate the, your time today. I know you got to get on the bus and uh, head out to Green Bay. So I wish you the best of luck in that weekend series. Uh, and, uh, I hope we can get chat again one day. I appreciate the trading message with you on, uh, on Twitter every once in a while. It's uh, great to catch up. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks a lot, Gary. Appreciate it, and uh, appreciate your support up in Alberta and in, in the Edmonton area. And uh, like I said, Alberta uh, uh, holds a real special uh, place uh, close to my heart. So uh, thanks for having us on. <laughs>